whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report Legal Report, and this is Dr. Lee for America with some critical information that may affect your survival. So please listen up and get out a pencil and paper and start taking notes. We're going to be talking about the next pandemic and what you need to do to prepare. We're going to give you more details about the emergency broadcast scheduled nationally on October 4th at 2.20 p.m. Eastern time and what you need to do to protect yourself if, in fact, they are using different frequencies and longer duration than what has been standard for the EBS you hear on your TV and your phones once a month, state by state. There, there are big concerns about what may be ahead for all of us, America. And my guest today is attorney Todd Callender, international attorney with disabled rights advocate. He is also involved as now CEO of CloudHub and the creator of Truth Hub, where you can get information uncensored, not recorded and monitored by the Chinese government or the U.S. government, and where your programs can be translated simultaneously into 72 languages and 96 dialects worldwide. So truth, where truth and freedom come together. Check out Truth Hub and check out truthforhealth.org. In our email newsletters, we have a link. You can sign up for Truth Hub and be part of the truth community. So it's my my privilege to have Todd with us today. We have lots to talk about. So Todd, why don't you start off with where you want America to focus right now on what's coming next week? What are your concerns and then we'll, in this program, we'll be talking about what people need to do to prepare, both with protection, with some of the ways to protect your home, your, your body, your family, and your devices from EMF radiation, but also what do you need to do to protect yourself with the next release of whatever virus they've decided to create to use for this next lockdown, pandemic, yeah. and tyranny episode, repeating the COVID playbook with under a new name. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Thank you for having me, giving me the opportunity to use your platform to talk about this, Doctor. It's really an honor and privilege. You and I have been working together now for for some years doing this, and I think it's had some effect um, because I I get contacted routinely now about, um, you know, what's going to happen with this emergency broadcasting system. 
we started talking about the 18 gigahertz signal and how it can cause the swelling of lipid nanoparticles to you know, spill their contents more than a year ago. It was a lot more than a year ago. And you and I have been talking about EMF radiation and the damage um, for equally or longer. It was certainly for a couple of years now because it just is what it is. Um, in the course of, of our work together, whether it was freeing people from hospitals where um, ventilators were exposing patients to a 60 gigahertz signal. It's, again, it's five, five generation, fifth generation warfare. Um, it's the use of electronic magnetic frequencies that have an effect on people's bodies. So um, there are a myriad of them. And here we are faced on uh, Wednesday of next week, October 4, at 2.20 in the afternoon, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency that uh, is now um, set to become a department in the U.S. government, meaning a cabinet-level position, no different than the Department of Defense. We're going to have the Department of uh, Federal Emergency Management. I guess we should be expecting a whole lot of catastrophes because I don't know why else you would need such a thing. And the timing is suspicious. Um, I, I remember very clearly on the morning of September 11, I was on the phone with my parents when that whole thing unfolded. And um, within, I think it was three days, we had something called the Department of Homeland Security. And within less than 30 days, we had something called the Patriot Act. So I noticed on the 21st of this month, the legislation was put forth in the House. It's going to be served in the Congress one way or the other to make FEMA a cabinet level position. FEMA, of course, is gonna have this nationwide broadcast in a variety of signals, which is most concerning to me, meaning that your radio, AM, FM, your TV, that's a different set of signals, and your devices, your computer, your iPad, your Kindle, your cell phone, all of them are going to go off at the same time, according to FEMA, and their emergency broadcast system at uh, 2.20 on the 4th of October, that's Eastern time. So we have had a lot of concerns, doctor. And in, in, in many respects, this is almost like an excuse. Whether or not those signals uh, on October 4 um, cause a problem is almost immaterial because we know that the signals right now are causing problems. You and I uh, looked at and talked about a tree that's outside of a public school um, being exposed to 5G radiation all day, every day, the tree is now dead. And before they put the 5G masks up on the school, the tree was fine. And I think it's not by coincidence, doctor, that um, when we were all locked down during the, the COVID fiasco, the COVID pandemic, the essential workers were, were people installed, installing 5G masks on every public building in the United States, frankly, across the world. Um, and, and since that point in time, we've been radiated the whole time. And, and furthermore, doctor, on Halloween night in 2019, Wuhan, China became the first 5G city. 10,000 5G transmitters turned on all at the same time. Lo and behold, the month of October, November, what happened? Uh, COVID in Wuhan. So that's not by coincidence. Uh, the same thing happened in Milan when they turned on the 5G transmitters shortly after Wuhan and then New York City. There was complete correlation between the COVID rates, uh, infections as they call them, and, and the turning on of these 5G signals. So the, the 4th of October, we should use that as, as anything, an excuse to talk about the damage that we're suffering through this EMF radiation. And you have been very good. I, I can't thank you enough for the guide that you put forth um, in helping people understand that the electronic 
um, radiation that we are getting right now can create the very same kind of symptomology of practically any malady known to man. And so I think your guides have been extraordinarily useful that we found that the antiviral medicines people were using to fight COVID, whether that was hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, other things like that had these tremendous anti-inflammatory effects. And so I think this is an opportunity also to restate that, doctor, to come back to where it is we started. EMF is a hazard. It's, it's here. It's a present hazard. Whether or not the fourth is a big deal that's going to cause a lot more harm, we don't know. It's, it's immaterial. We have a problem now, and you have some solutions. And correct me if I'm wrong, but these antivirals are a big part of that solution. Actually, they absolutely are. And one of the big concerns, and I'll just very quickly summarize this because we always have new listeners, the damage, the types of damage to your body that occurs with 5G electromagnetic radiation, all the way up to including other frequencies of non-ionizing radiation under the electromagnetic spectrum, are inflammation, blood clotting abnormalities or bleeding abnormalities, immune disruption, endocrine disruption, cellular energy disruption, and disruption of the cellular electrolyte transmission communication network. That means moving calcium, magnesium, sodium, chloride ions in and out of cells for communication purposes. EMF radiation damages all of those pathways, potentially, depending on how long you're exposed and how intense it is. But so does COVID illness, COVID vaccines, Marburg, Ebola, Nipah virus, all of these strange viruses that you're hearing about now that the media in collusion with the government is ginning up the fear about, oh, the latest alert is Nipah virus, the latest, oh, we have an outbreak of Marburg, oh, there's Ebola over here, oh, there's dengue fever over here. All of these hemorrhagic fevers, and we have a fact sheet on that, and COVID illness, and COVID vaccine, and 5G electromagnetic radiation, all hit your body, causing the same types of damage. Medicines that can help that. Get out a piece of paper and write it down, and then go get our guides on our website, truthforhealth.org. Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin work against all of this type of damage albendazole and that's a-l-b-e-n-d-a-z-o-l-e is an fda approved deworming medicine that also works on many of these classes of damage including marburg ebola and the hemorrhagic fevers our military has actually used these medicines in outbreaks in africa in the past mebendazole M-E-B-E-N-D-A-Z-O-L-E. Those are two FDA medicines that are approved for humans. And then fenbendazole that you may have heard about is approved by the FDA for veterinary use. And all of these medicines and others that I list, it's too many to go into right now, but 
There are others that I list in our vaccine injury treatment guide and in the hemorrhagic fever Marburg Ebola fact sheet on our website. There are lots of other medicines that you can use to help stop the damage that all of this is causing. And there are nutraceuticals, vitamin D, zinc, N-acetylcysteine, glutathione. Don't take Tylenol that interrupts glutathione. Use aspirin to prevent blood clots or use ibuprofen and naproxen, Aleve and Advil for anti-inflammatory pain relieving properties. Some of the antacid drugs, famotidine, for example, can reduce the inflammation. Those of you taking Montelukast or Singulair for seasonal allergies, that can help reduce some of the inflammation and the immune response that's out of control with all those things I just listed, 5G, EMF, radiation, COVID, COVID vaccine, hemorrhagic fevers, Marburg Ebola, Nipah virus. There are lots of medicines. There are lots of nutraceuticals. There are lots of foods that are anti-inflammatory. Exercise, creating more of an oxygen-rich environment in your body, helps to mitigate the damage of radiation. They use it. They actually use hyperbaric oxygen to improve radiation therapy in cancer treatment. So there are lots of ways all of you listening can start getting prepared right now and get these products in your medicine cabinet under your control. Don't expect to have a doctor suddenly appear and give you all this the day you're sick. Plan ahead. So, Todd, that's a quick summary of all we've got available on our website at truthforhealth.org. I'm glad you went to the trouble of writing all that down because there's a lot to remember, but there are some highlights to this. And I'm going to give you a shameless plug because I know you're working on some stuff. Um, When you mentioned the the word antioxidant, I know that figures prominently into all of this. I also wanted to to say that we were starting to get a much better understanding of the parasitic part to this. Um, The the medicines that you talked about, fenbendazole, maybendazole, these other ones, they are anti-parasitics at the end of the day. These are dewormers like ivermectin. Um, and the research we've come to understand largely from Lisa uh, McGee, who's our, our star and lead research in all this, has come to find that there's a commonality amongst all of these parasites that, that they're feeding on the electrical charges in our body. And when these EMF signals are coming in, they, they burst the hydrophilic bonds that keep our cells intact. And apparently the parasites thrive in that environment up to a 500% increase. And then when you're exposed to the CMF radiation, the parasitic environment grows very friendly for them. And they they tend to to burst onto the scene, which makes sense why you would have so much um, inflammation. So when you add these antivirals to reduce the inflammation, it makes a whole lot of sense. We also have have a lot of of really good doctors that um, have consulted with us over the last two years some of whom are naturopaths, some of whom are chiropractors, some are like you. They're, they're very learned people in all respects. And I, you may want to comment, I would have, I would like to have your thoughts on this, that high doses of um, selenium and magnesium can be important in so much they facilitate those electric bonds that, that keep us moving and the, the signals flowing. Um, and it's not just any selenium or any magnesium, and I'm not entirely sure which is which. 
And I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I'd like to know. Actually, I do. And we, we have in the Truth for Health Foundation store, we have many of these products available that that are carefully selected to be the right form of the various vitamins, minerals. For example, um, now with selenium, you do have to be careful because there is selenium toxicity. So you have to you have to look at the and when you say high dose, you have to be careful about not exceeding 200 micrograms a day in because otherwise you risk selenium toxicity. And what people don't realize is that, yes, you can you can use all of these. Magnesium is critical. And I've been recommending that for my patients for my whole medical career and much, much higher doses than what people typically get in a multivitamin and they don't get adequately in the diet. It's critical for brain and blood pressure and heart rate regulation, muscle relaxation, um, has anti-anxiety effects. Magnesium is really a critical mineral. But also remember that it's the balance of all of these. Calcium-magnesium ratio is so key because if, if you have too much calcium and not enough magnesium, you actually create an environment in the body that makes blood clots more likely. So people oh, wow. who are taking excess calcium and have gotten the COVID shot and don't get adequate magnesium, it accelerates the blood clot risk. Wow. So the balance is critical. And you can actually have your doctor check your serum calcium, and that's on every metabolic profile. And then you can order a serum magnesium and look at the ratio because if the ratio is imbalanced, it is going to push you towards a more thrombogenic or blood clot forming environment. Um, looking at the ratio of enough iodine, but not too much, because if you get take too much iodine, you end up destabilizing the thyroid. All of these nutrients, the balance is critical. So selenium, magnesium, um, chromium, calcium, there are so yeah. many of them. Zinc is critical as an antiviral, but zinc is also considered the intellectual mineral. It's needed for cognitive function. It's needed for wound healing. It's So the inflammation that occurs with radiation damage or in a viral illness, in order to heal wounds, for example, and have a robust immune response, as well as think clearly, you need adequate zinc. But too much zinc is toxic. Too much right. vitamin D is toxic. Too little vitamin D makes you sick. So... All in our vaccine injury treatment guide, Todd, I list the blood test I've been doing for patients for my most of my medical career, and in, and then I've added specific ones related to coronavirus, COVID, SARS-CoV-2, and the current inflammatory markers related to the vaccine damage. But you really and listen, all of you that are pay, that are trying to prepare, if your doctor's not cooperating and ordering these kind of tests that I list, yeah. number one, get a new doctor. And number get two, go online to the request a test self, self test websites and pay cash, get some of these basic tests. You can follow the list in my guide 
and order some of these tests. Now, there are just a few diagnostic tests that you can't order without your doctor, but you can check your B vitamins, you can check zinc, vitamin D, you can check hormones, you can check thyroid, you can check cholesterol, blood counts, electrolytes. You can go and order every single one of those yourself on the self-test website. And I say do it because without the proper information, you're just throwing supplements at the at thinking you're taking what you need. You may be missing out on some things you need and overdoing it on ones you don't. Yeah, that's that's really important. And I know that your guides are really helpful in, in helping people in, in that respect. And also, um, I want to talk more about what people can do pragmatically as it relates to EMF and, and perhaps what it is that's happening next week. But before we do, there was one other thing that I, I really wanted to understand, and I'm sorry for being technical, but I need the magnesium and I was told that I should take magnesium citrate and not a different kind. And I'm not entirely sure why that is. Well, people, particularly naturopaths, for example, will say that magnesium citrate is better absorbed. While that may be true to some extent, in order to get enough magnesium citrate form, you really have to take a lot more than most people are going to do. Most people want to take one in the morning and that's it. What, but what I've also found is that people have very individual differences in how their body absorbs the various forms. You have magnesium oxide, glycinate, magnesium yeah. gluconate, magnesium citrate, Magnesium piclinate. I don't recommend using the piclinate form for any of these because the German natural medicines organization, it's like our FDA, banned piclinate in 1988 because it caused liver tumors. And yet you're still seeing piclinate as an ester used for chromium and zinc and magnesium and all sorts of things in the U.S. So I actually, our magnesium product is a blend of several forms of magnesium, making it more effective for more people. But for example, I have lots of patients that really need the magnesium oxide form at bedtime because it improves bowel regularity more effectively than does magnesium citrate or glycinate or gluconate or arginate. And, and so Actually, Todd, I personally have found that I do better taking magnesium oxide. I've tried them all. And I can I, I can tell you they're they are all yeah, because I'm looking at what what works for patients. Yeah, and sure. and it's interesting when the magnesium oxide product that I'd recommended for years, which is in a powder, and by the way, that's another thing. Yes. If you take hard capsules and tablets of a lot of these minerals, they don't get absorbed very well. Magnesium's very poorly absorbed orally. So if you're taking a caplet or a tablet, it not as much is absorbed. I've always recommended get a form that is a powdered magnesium in a capsule because the powder capsule dissolves quickly and the powder hits the stomach acid and then it's absorbed more quickly. And that works really well. Makes sense. But it also helps brain function and bowel function if you get magnesium absorbed well. 
which requires that powder, I, I'm absolutely convinced because I, all I need to do is check. Somebody says my magnesium isn't working. I'm still constipated or I still have muscle spasms. And I said, fine, let's, let's use the powdered form in a capsule, change it to magnesium oxide. And boom, everything's working just fine. So a lot of individual differences. And if you really need magnesium supplements, you need to experiment with some different forms. Vitamin Shop has a magnesium oxide powdered in a capsule. It's quite good. Twin Lab has magnesium glycinate arginate combination in a powder. That's quite good. Natural Calm has some. We have one on our store. I just encourage people to try some of the other options. There is no, it's not always better. When somebody starts telling you, you have to take this form and they are giving that advice to everybody, I'm telling you, it doesn't work for one size fits all, whether it's a naturopath, chiropractor, homeopath, or Western MD, MDDO. One size doesn't fit all. We're individuals and we're different. All of that makes sense. So, Doctor, I've got some pragmatic things to share, but I think we're, correct me if I'm wrong, coming up on a break. Let's take a break and then let's focus on pragmatism, preparation, and action plan in the second half. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report, Legal Report, tips you need to know to survive what's coming with the pandemic and EMF signals changing and intensifying and all of that. We'll be right back after the break. Go to truthforhealth.org, download our vaccine injury treatment guide, get your preparations in place. We have a whole list of things that can help you. Download the hemorrhagic fever, Marburg Ebola fact sheet, and look at all the preparations you can be making now. And we have our radiation injury treatment guide that is going to be online with a new version updated by Friday this week in time for the big symposium that Todd's going to tell you about that's coming up on Friday. And we're all doing our best to prepare you for what's coming. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This message is from the Truth for Health Foundation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Sigloff, a family medicine physician and a major in the U.S. Army. The following are only my opinions. Service members are being coerced to participate in medical experimentation, with over 7,500 service members being discharged for refusing to participate, many of them losing their retirement and medical benefits. There are allegations that the DOD is committing medical fraud, violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and violating constitutional rights of service members. Strong men and women stand ready to defend so that you can sleep peacefully through the night. Now we must stand watch over the military so they can sleep peacefully through the night. Please get involved to help protect the military. This message brought to you by the Truth For Health Foundation. For more information, please visit truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. Welcome to the second half of the Whistleblower Report legal segment with international attorney Todd Callender, and this is Dr. Lee for America, helping you prepare for what's coming next. Control the controllables is the message from our Special Forces Green Beret, Dr. Pete Chambers, and that is a good motto for life. So get prepared, 
take out your pencil and paper. And if you don't have your pencil and paper, we'll have the guides and links to those in the show notes you can come back to later. So Todd, you wanted to focus on pragmatic approaches and preparation and action plans for people yeah. with what's coming next week and beyond. I do. And, and it goes back to what I was saying in the, in the first segment, which is that we are being battered all of the time. When a company or a person or a thing is causing harm to you um, and, and it's unwanted. So the, the definition of an assault under criminal law is unwanted touching. It's really that simple. And a battery is much the same thing. It, some states call it assault, some call it battery. What I'm saying is that we are being injured by these EMF signals all day, every day. If you went up to a, a 5G mast, you know, the, the towers that they have, you would find these enormous cables. Um, sometimes it's 12 or more two inch thick copper cables that are going into these things. Um, that's a lot of power going into these, these EMF transmitters. And it's really kind of odd because if you think about the signals themselves, they're microwaves, just like your microwave oven is. Um, your Wi-Fi in your house is 2.4 gigahertz. That's the same signal that your microwave oven uses. But your microwave does all this on 1,000 watts. That's not a lot of power. What's going into these towers is 3 megawatts. That's enough to run a small city, like a 100,000-person city can run on that kind of power. Why is that going into all these towers? And it doesn't make sense. Um, but what we can know is that those signals are harming us, right? There's testimony in front of uh, various um, legislatures, one in Michigan in particular, where a learned doctor who's, who's in the business of testing diabetic drugs testified that we give our laboratory animals diabetes using 5G frequencies um, so that we can test diabetes drugs on them. So all of these health impacts you've already talked about are, are bad. And when you add in three megawatts of power into these 5G transmitters, these are deadly. And, and it doesn't mean that they're being put out. It doesn't mean that five megawatts of power is being put out right now. It means they have the capacity of doing that. And so from a legal perspective, um, these are continuing harms to your body. And you have a right to complain about it. You have a right to try and stop it. And a lot of my colleagues have. They've uh, filed civil suits. And we have some friends at Children's Health Defense who, who put into evidence 9,000 pages of evidence as to what we just talked about, how harmful this EMF is, that it's happening, it's continuing. The court found in their favor and they ordered a, um, an injunction against the telecoms. You know, you've got to stop this. You've got to establish safety standards because there were none based on the EMF itself, just on, on heat that might resonate or, um, or come from your phone, but it, that's not the damage. We all know that the damage is the signals themselves. My point in telling you that is that this is also criminal. The, the civil courts can't seem to get anywhere with the telecoms. We should be trying the criminal courts. And you have a right, go to Truth for Health Foundation, go to Vax Choice, go to Children's Health Defense. We have the evidence there, even on five small stones, we've got a, a template for you to file a criminal complaint with your local police or sheriffs. If you live near one of these towers and you're noticing the kind of harm, I, I think some of the symptomology includes not being able to sleep. Um, some of the other things you had already talked about, Doctor, that if people are getting some benefit from antivirals, those anti-inflammatories, then it's probably worth considering whether you're getting harmed by this EMF. You can go and file a criminal complaint. Why? 
You go and you tell the police, hey, this is a battery. It's a continuing battery. What you've done is establish evidence. You establish a date and a time that you're saying this harm happened and this harm is continuing, such that at a later date, um, if the police don't do anything about it, you have a right to defend yourself. Right? If you can establish that that is what's causing you or your family harm, you've, you've made official complaint, you filed with the police, and they didn't do anything about it, then you have the right to defend yourself. The way that the law reads is you have a right to oppose force with equal and opposite force. So I think people need to understand that you don't have to sit there and be battered. You have the right to opt out, but it's really important that we put our legal steps in place first. So from a pragmatic point of view, go to your sheriff, go to your police um, chief, go and actually file a criminal complaint, download them. There, there are templates to do this. The evidence is all there and, and make a record of it so that at some point in the future, if you were ever to commit a property crime related to that, for example, uh, then you could say, listen, here's where I filed the criminal complaint. Here's what continuing harm was. Um, you all didn't do anything about it, and I had to do it. And you and I have talked about this before, Doctor, and I'm not advocating anybody go out and cause harm or, or mayhem, but at some point, if, if there's continuing harm, you've got a right to do something about it. And in this world, Doctor, I would rather be judged by 12 people than carried by six, meaning six pallbearers to the grave. So you have a right to self-defense in this country. Um, and in my world, in my view, the, the EMF damage happening right now, there's 5G frequencies, which are unnecessary um, for, for communication. It's obvious it's unnecessary. They are a continuing harm, and they are, they're purposefully harming us. Uh, and, and we've got to put a stop to this one way or the other. Included in that, going back to Dr. Chambers, one of the pragmatic things that he shared with us, because we've got in our law firm um, targeted ind individuals, people that are being electronically harassed by um, our government and others, fusion centers, what are called anomalous health incidents, um, is something called activated charcoal. So we found out in the military, when I went through the training, we, we certainly did our, what they call seaburn, chemical, biological, radiological, uh, and nuclear um, incident, where it's called mop gear, military operations protective posture gear. And you put on these thick green suits with your gas mask and they put you into a room with um, <laughs> with tear gas and make you take your mask off and see what happens. The point I'm telling you this is those those um, overalls are char their charcoal line. They have activated charcoal. Why? If those are the suits that we're wearing to protect ourselves in the military against Seaburn, then um, they should protect against the same kind of EMF radiation. And believe it or not, there are actually clothes available you can get. Their charcoal line and some of our targeted individuals actually went out and bought them and wear them. The other part is taking activated charcoal as a supplement. Um, and again, some of these really um, horribly pestered people, harassed is the word, um, they're damaged and they seem to get some, some relief by taking activated charcoal. And again, I'm not a doctor, but that's also not a prescription. That's, um, in my experience, something that Dr. Chambers has, has recommended and I actually um, follow that advice myself. So I thought it would be interesting and pragmatic to talk about that. Aside from the fact on October 4, we know there's going to be a test. We know that there's a broad range of frequencies. If they're doing it nationwide, I think it's safe to assume that there's a whole lot of power that's going to be put into this if they're going to reach everybody in the States. Um, my plan, my personal plan is to unplug everything. I, I'm going to unplug my computer. I'm going to unplug my televisions, my radios, what will fit in my microwave. I will put in my microwave. Why? because it's a Faraday cage. And I know that it won't block all signals, but it will block the microwave signals. Um, and that's exactly what your microwave is. So it's, a, it's, a, 
device to contain those microwave signals. Um, part two of that, doctor, and, and, and it's an everyday thing when I travel, I will not go through those backscatter machines at the airport. Those are a microwave signal, and I've done the research on the people that operate those machines. Um, there's an enormous cancer incense related to those TSA folks. And as embarrassing as it is for my family, I insist on having a pat down. I will not go through your microwave oven. I've been yelled at, I've been to hold, I've been taken into back rooms. I've had the, the, the supervisors come out and tell me how stupid I am. I don't care, I'm not going through your microwave oven. Um, and nowadays they just you know, try to shame me with a, a yell of opt out for the whole airport. We got an opt out. Well, you know what, it's contagious. A lot of other people are starting to figure out on that. And if we all opted out, if we all demanded a pat down because it's your right not to be cooked, um, guess what? They would have to change this and get rid of those backscatter machines that are so harmful. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on, the, on those points, doctor, but that was kind of where I wanted to go. Actually, I, I think those are excellent suggestions. And, and I, I agree with all of the points that you made. I did not happen to know about charcoal-lined action clothes, but I think that's a very that's a very good option. And I think one of the things that our Seaburn military trained Seaburn officer who participated, he did a lot of the work on our radiation treatment guide, I mentioned the activated charcoal supplements as another option for people. So I, I think all of that is critically important. And the, the other thing that, that I, I think people can take these steps, we don't know. Todd and I don't know what is coming on October 4th, but, you know, just look at it from a simple common sense standpoint. Since we don't know what they're doing, we already know that our government has lied to us about the severity of COVID and the fact that there was no treatment for COVID and that the COVID shots were safe and effective. They lied on all of that. So how do we know that they're telling us the truth about what's coming on October 4th with, oh, this is just a simple standard EBS test? Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But will it hurt you to turn off turn off your phones and all of your computer devices? unplug them not just because many of these devices have batteries that keep going even if you unplug them so turn them off unplug them if you can take the batteries out take the battery out if you can't because many of the new phones you can't take the battery out at least then put them in a faraday bag if you have that if you don't your microwave oven as todd said is a faraday cage just don't forget and turn on your microwave oven because you'll fry your oven and your phone. But I'm not so I'm not so sure that bothers me, Doctor. I, I, <laughs> That's I really, right. I have this, right. this heat relationship with my phone. I don't love it. I hate it. Um, <laughs> well, so. I I understand, but we all are dependent on it these days. Um, so in many ways, but you can go for a tech holiday on October fourth, and. Do something fun, read a book, turn off your TV, unplug it, turn off everything that is connected to Wi-Fi and the internet and your devices and just relax for a few hours on October the 4th. 
it isn't going to hurt you to be without your phone and your computer and your tablet for a few hours. And you may be glad you did. If we find out that the damage is more severe than even we might have thought, you'll be glad you did. So that's a preparation that you can do and get get the information in our treatment guides and our fact sheet and start purchasing these vitamins, minerals, nutraceuticals, and the foods that are anti-inflammatory and that boost your immune system and improve your cellular oxygenation. And get these plans in place before there's another lockdown. And Todd, you made a good point. What are some things people can do at home to have things on hand in the event of, let's say there's a prolonged outage of internet and TV and other device access, or there's a lockdown shelter in place, this concept of sheltering in place is kind of absurd, but quarantine is what it really is. They're trying to quarantine you on a mandated quarantine. What are some things people should do to prepare for that? Well, it's interesting to to actually reflect back on that a little bit. So when that happened in our community, uh, it was really interesting to see that the moms actually all got together uh, and they they started a trading post of sorts, uh, albeit electronically through their their phone and their contacts list. Um, They would, you know, post board games or I have got this food that I've got and does somebody else have this kind because the food stores were closed. Um, or had restricted hours and whatnot. And it was really fabulous to see the, a community, 500 or so houses in our little area, and they all got together and started trading. Some would turn um, their kitchens into a sushi factory of sorts. You know, others started trading, believe it or not, the liquor in their, in their attic um, or whatever the case was. But it was a fascinating um, thing to see. And it went on for, well, in fact, it's still going on now. It never stopped. So I guess part of that is build your relationships with people around you. And I, I harp on it, but I, it couldn't be more important. Build your relationships with your local law enforcement. These people live next to us. Deputy Fife, for example, you know, lives around the corner. Um, these are the people that do the practical part of, of these operations. When there is, quote, unquote, a public health emergency, all of your human rights are suspended. And that's the concern is that the whether it's October 4 at some point after we already know the government has found out this little legal trick to suspend your constitutional and your human rights. All they have to do is declare a public health emergency, as did the governor of New Mexico over a few weeks ago, to try and take people's guns. Well, it didn't work. Why? Because the, the sheriff said, no, we're not doing that. And so this is a really important part of this whole thing. If there is a, a pandemic, it's only a matter of time before the false imprisonment, otherwise known as quarantining, happens. And if somebody starts to take you away, who's going to do that? Well, it's going to be the local law enforcement, local public health officials. So it's really important get to know those people because they're less likely to do this. They're less likely to cart you away involuntarily if you have a relationship with them. And even better, you know, we're doing a symposium on Friday. We're going to give you all of the data, all the details, all the documents, all of the science so that you can have a, a conversation with them. It's all about local. We want you to talk to the local officials who have been trained in rural quarantining, meaning snatch and grab. 
taking people off their farms. That is something that there are training programs, there are boot camps of sorts um, that do that. They've been, just, they've been practicing this all summer long. So I think it behooves us to be prepared for that. And if you're out in a rural setting and you're worried about somebody taking you from your farm, who's going to you know, milk the cows, who's going to feed whatever, uh, the horses, then you, you really need to have that community approach to things um, that you can call on others, that you can call the local sheriff, local uh, police officer and say, what's the deal? What, what's, why are we doing this? And most importantly, educate them about what it is we're talking about. That um, the law has been abused and it's been created in such a way to, to give the legal pretext to take away your rights, to take away not just your rights, your property, to take away your kids, to stick you in a hospital that you can never escape. All of that has happened over the last three years. Um, it, it goes to the point of your government. Should we believe them about anything? And the short answer to that question is no, they are not here to help us. So when they they offer us quarantining. I think we should look at that sideways. When they're offering us free medications, those turned out to be poisons. Um, that's the point. This is about self-reliance. It's about um, being individually responsible and, and capable. And where you can't do it by yourself, make sure you've got people around you that you have a relationship with that can help you and be helpful to others. Absolutely. And I think that is a powerful summation of what everyone needs to be doing now to prepare for what's coming and what's coming on October 4th, as well as what's coming beyond, because the powers that be have already announced there's another Marburg or Ebola or Nipah virus, some pandemic that they are putting together, that they're going to be forcing masking lockdowns and shutting us down again this is the election year virus that they're trying to use to control us. Don't comply. Simply say no. Todd, thank you for joining us today. And My I want you to Dr. tell Paul people about your major symposium coming up on Friday. Yeah. I'll be speaking. Dr. Chambers will be speaking. There will be other experts. It's yes. a major event on Friday. Tell it us about is. it quickly and where people can go to sign up and participate in the time we have Beautiful. left. Let's wrap up with that. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. It's uh, this Friday and it's going to be uh, starting at 12 noon Eastern time. Uh, we've got a, a wonderful lineup of people. Like you said yourself, Dr. Long is going to be there. So this is 29th of, of September days in advance, the October four rollout. Um, it's going to run for about five and a half hours with experts from a variety of fields, legal and medical, uh, that are gonna do half an hour presentations on why it is we have to be concerned and why it is we have to prepare just as it is that we're doing right now. So um, thank you for participating. Thank you for giving us the promotion. I really, really implore people, um, please come and watch. You can watch it live on Clout Hub. That's www.cloutclouthub.com. And it's a production of Vax Choice, V-A-X-Choice.com. You'll find us there. Look for the live uh, channel as it's happening in, um, like I said, five five hours or so. Available in all languages, by the way. That is fantastic. So join us on Friday, September 29th, beginning at 12 noon Eastern time on Cloud Hub. And get your pencil and paper and notebook ready. You'll have lots of action steps and recommendations. 
Thank you, Todd, for joining us today with all of these excellent practical, pragmatic approaches to preparing for the next pandemic and whatever chaos the powers that be are trying to throw at us to destabilize it and in this battle between good and evil. America, this is your chance to prepare and plan, stand against evil, stand against tyranny. You do not have to comply. Lockdowns don't work, masks don't work, and there's lots of treatment and nutraceuticals that you can learn about and have in your medicine cabinet and control the controllables. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report. Go to truthforhealth.org, sign up for our email alerts, and join our crusade. And if you can, please donate to support our work on our legal defense front and all of our educational activities. Come to Faith Over Fear every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, The Truth Project every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, and my own Connect the Dots, Hormones, Health, and Resilience, on CloudHub slash TruthHub every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, except this Friday, my hour is turned into this major symposium that Todd and his team are producing, and I will be part of that, and we'll pick up again with Hormones, Health, and Resilience and Planning for Chaos beginning again the the next Friday after this week. September 29th, 12 noon Eastern. Join us and... Join our crusade, sign up for our alerts. We'll be back again with another whistleblower report. Thank you for joining us.